Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive in to today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. I'm sitting down with a good friend, and you probably have heard him on this podcast before. The very first time he was on this show was about two years ago. I can't believe it's already been that long. And we had a very different conversation than we are going to have today. And this gentleman, he and I got wrapped up in the world of NFTs and Web3 together last year. We had our NFT Ninjas podcast, and we really got to get to know each other on a whole new level in 2022. 2023, and I feel like I'm kind of starting to turn into a broken record with this. 2023 is the year of AI. 2022 was the year of NFTs and Web3. 2021 was the year of social audio. 2020 was the year of short form video. Here we are, 2023, and AI is just not going away. And I wanted to bring this guest in because he recently wrote a book about chat GPT. And I feel like this is, it's something to talk about because one, it's, it's a book all about chat GPT, but two, there's still a lot of people that don't want to embrace it. They don't want to embrace artificial intelligence, but as somebody who at first, I'm not going to lie. I was like, Oh, what does this mean for me? Does you know, as a robot taken over my job, but, but I've learned to use that robot like a parrot on my shoulder. Yes. I can use it as a tool. I can use it as that employee that I haven't hired. And so I'm sitting down with my good friend, Vince Warnock, for today's podcast episode. He is the author of many books, including Chasing the Insights, the most recent Chat GPT for Marketers. He's coming at us all the way from down under. Vince Thank you so much for being a part of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Oh, my goodness, Katie. Anytime you and I get to hang out is an absolute pleasure, but it is an <laughs> honor to be on your show more than once. I just love this. I can't believe it's been two years, though. That is crazy. Right? I know. That feels like it, we've known each other longer, but then also yeah. two years feels really short. <laughs> I know, I know. Exactly. <laughs> but we've never uh, had the opportunity to meet in real life. We've had a very... No. A long relationship through a computer screen here. Um, and, you know, if for those who are watching this on YouTube, they can see all your amazing Star Wars gear over your shoulders there. Um, we've, when The Mandalorian came out on Star, uh, on Disney Plus, we would hop into Facebook Messenger and talk about the yep. latest episode. Oh, so, you know, yep. tell us a little bit, you know, quickly for those who haven't heard your previous episode, just, just tell us a little bit about you in a nutshell. Um, and, oh, and, then we'll dive into the fun stuff for today's topic on artificial intelligence. I love it. Yes. Uh, oh, man, in a nutshell, I don't really do nutshells. I've got to do this fast. Okay, so <laughs> backstory, very, very career. was a radio announcer for many years on our top radio station here in New Zealand. But also I have created and sold a number of businesses and came off the back of selling my largest startup, joined the team at Signa Insurance and became the chief marketing officer there. So five-year journey at Signa. 
Um, basically, on paper, everything about it was a dream job, the pay, the bonuses, the recognition, the awards. I got recognized by Adobe as one of the top 50 marketers and also published my first book when I was there. When I was there. So all of that sounds super impressive, except I was miserable. I genuinely was. I was so unfulfilled in that role and felt incredibly guilty about that, by the way, because that's the kind of role that most marketers would dream of having. I had it and I didn't want it. So I made the easiest hard decision in my life to transition into what I'm doing now, which is basically just helping entrepreneurs as much as I can. It's been able to use what I've gained over the last 30 years of being in marketing. And yes, I'm that old, um, but using that to be able to help marketers to position themselves as thought leaders. Uh, I set up a publishing company as part of this as well. So I help people to become published authors. I do a pile of work in the NFT space with you, Katie, and having a lot of fun mm-hmm. there. Um, and of course, I have the Chasing the Insights podcast. So. Uh, I just get to have a whole pile of fun, essentially. I'm doing all the things I love right now. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I wanted to say that you and I went into the world of Web3 together because it definitely was, I think that Web3 has a spot in this conversation on AI. I really do because Web3 is the next evolution of the internet. And while it might not necessarily be blockchain and NFTs like we originally thought it was, I mean, it still could. AI has kind of come forward all of a sudden as that front runner, but AI has been around for a while. Vince, tell me, tell me what your opinion is on artificial intelligence with it all of a sudden being so widely accepted with because of ChatGPT. I mean, Jasper.ai has been around for a while. Copy.ai has been around for a while. I mean, there's been a lot of AI tools out there, but I think there was a lot of people that were resistant to them and almost felt like it was cheating. All of a sudden, ChatGPT comes out and the world's like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. I love it. Honestly, I'm just so happy this year, Katie, that finally, so every year I do my technology predictions, right? So this has been for the last probably 15 odd years. Every year, we we talk about what we think is going to be the biggest kind of breakthrough in marketing in particular. And every single year, I've had AI on my list, and it's never, never come to fruition. It's been right there. But finally, Google created a breakthrough, a massive breakthrough, actually, um, in Google Labs. They created uh, what's called the attention mechanisms and transformer layers. These are two aspects of AI that have accelerated anything beyond what we can possibly imagine. And that's where things like ChatGPT have come from. In fact, Jasper AI is kind of kind of derivative from that as well. Um, but it's where things like MidJourney and some of the generative art tools that you hear about and all the scary stuff you see in the news that's making a lot of marketers in particular really, really nervous. But they don't need to be nervous. And this is the thing for me is ChatGPT uh, in particular, but any kind of AI-based solution is there to serve us, right? I mean, we we joke about the you know our digital overlords, and we joke about the fact that machines are going to take over the world one day, and we've all seen Terminator and all those kind of things. But in reality, what things like ChatGPT are is a way for you to ideate, for a way for you to come up with ideas, and it, it's just a way to kind of make life easier for you. And examples of this, like honestly. Uh, I deal a lot with clients who have creative block. So if they're writing, for example, writing their book and, and they kind of get to a point where they're like, okay, I, I can't think of how to say this. I can't think of what to say. Just being able to go take the copy that you've done, take the writing you've done, throw it into chat GPT and say, look, can you rewrite this, but make it a little bit more exciting or rewrite this and make it more engaging or rewrite this and make it more professional or rewrite this and make it so that people can actually understand what the hell I'm talking about. 
maybe don't word it that way in chat GPT. <laughs> um, but it'll come back and it'll give you a suggestion. And you're not taking that suggestion and just copying and pasting it into your book. But what it's doing is it's helping you to articulate and to unlock your brain. And that's what I love about it. ChatGPT, if you break it down into what it actually is, it's really just a language model. It really is just a, an AI that they've used to understand language and to understand the nuances of that. So not just you know, what a word means, but what the context of a word means in relation to everything else that's around it. And by doing that, they've had to index you know, 1.7 billion parameters, so 1.7 billion pieces of data essentially, and that has given it a huge amount of knowledge as well. So now you've got this, this chatbot, essentially, that is not only going to help us to be able to come up with cool ideas and to word our things and things like that, but actually is a resource for actually finding information. Although I will say it is very easy to uh, what we call retrain ChatGPT, and you'll see this everywhere where people go, ChatGPT, what's five plus five? And it'll go 10. And you go, wrong, it's actually 12. And ChatGPT comes back and goes, I'm sorry, I must have made a mistake. Five plus five is 12. And you're like, damn, ChatGPT, you're gullible. Um, so, yeah. So, that's my kind of view on it. I think it's going to make our lives a hell of a lot easier, Katie. But you brought up a really good point. Yeah. Right there with, you know, you can tease the computer. Yeah. So, talk to us. I mean, like, I think that this is something worth really diving into here for a second because yeah. we want to take what, you know, oh, I put this prompt in here and that's, that's the answer. But you're saying that not necessarily. No. And to be fair, I mean, think of it this way. It's kind of like we talk about the difference between Web 2 and Web 3, you know. Um, but with things like AI tools like ChatGPT versus, say, Googling something and trying to find the answer, um, it's still somebody's opinion out there. The information you find isn't necessarily correct. You still have to do your research and actually work out whether or not that's valid information, whether it's accurate. So the same principle applies with ChatGPT is if you're using it to reword your writing, that's great. If you're using it to fact find, you do need to double check those facts just to make sure. However, there's so many other use cases that you can use it for that don't require you to fact find and things like that or to, to validate that information. So with, with all of this and w having this computer help us, I do want to just highlight too that ChatGPT you said it indexed 1.7 billion. That's right. So, yeah. but it, there's a limit. So it's all the way up until 2021, correct? End of 2021. That's correct. Yeah. So, so, so there, if there you are say, workarounds for that. But yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, let's let's dive in. So, because oh, I mean, cool. like, if I were to say, you know, give me the top five most, you know, asked questions about Instagram strategy right now. It would give me the top five Instagram questions from 2020, like up till 2021. That is correct. And, and the way that the reason they did this is they wanted to make sure that they could kind of keep ChatGPT in an enclosed space. So they took all that data up to the end of 2021, put it all into there, indexed it all, used, you know, like I said, the attention mechanisms and transformer layers to understand all this context of this information and then be able to present that to you as, as this chatbot. Now, there are other ways that you can deal with that. Uh, first of all, there's add-ons that you can, there's Chrome additions, uh, Chrome extensions and things you can add, which can use ChatGPT to also search and reference the net, like online. Um, but also there is a, a thing called Playground. I almost don't like telling people about this, Katie, because it's been my secret weapon for a while now. Um, <laughs> but if ever, if ever any of you uh, find that ChatGPT's down for whatever reason, just go to OpenAI, who are the creators of it, and you'll see in there a concept called Playground. 
And it looks a bit different from ChatGPT, but basically it's our window into the actual GPT engine. Uh, so in other words, the big data points and everything that sit behind ChatGPT, it's our way of interacting with that. And we use uh, Playground to be able to train our own AI. I use it to train it based on my tone and my style. I use it for, um, I'm experimenting with some of my clients at the moment are writing fiction with it, uh, which is awesome. So we're actually using it to train based on different fiction styles. So it can actually come up with a really compelling kind of book. And the results we're getting are actually really, really fascinating. But um, but you can use Playground because that's actual real-time data. And that actually that accesses the internet as well. So you can go to Playground and go, please analyze this website. Next, next Step Communications, tell me uh, in a nutshell what they stand for, what their prices are, and what they offer. And it'll actually spit out a, a, an evaluation of that. You can then say, okay, evaluate the tone and style of this. How would you, how would you describe it? And it'll come back and describe the tone and style. Uh, what are the marketing techniques that they're using? And it'll use that to actually index, okay, let's have a look on social media and see what next set communications are doing. There's a whole pile of ways you can use that for research that are in a real-time environment that aren't necessarily in ChatGPT. Now, that being said, Bing have come out with their partnership with ChatGPT and all of that basically overrules everything I've just told you now. Um, in fact, they came out like literally like two days after I published my book. I'm like, come on, guys, you could have given me a heads up on that. Um, so, so now that kind of changes the landscape a bit more and is a really compelling reason to switch to, and I never thought I was going to say this, the Bing browser. Crazy. Um, but it has ChatGPT built into that. So it'll actually give you answers based on context, give you answers based on, like you can just write it in real, real language like we do in ChatGPT now. But it also gives you all of the links to verify that information as well. I mean, there's so many questions that I have on this for you, Vince. <laughs> I, I don't know where to start. So with ChatGPT, um, it's free right now. Yep. And anyone can use it. Playground is also free. Correct. Yep. Right. I play for the pay for the ChatGPT Plus because I utilize it for. You know, like sometimes I'll be like, hey, uh, help me write some show notes for this podcast episode. Yep. Or is this the best podcast title for this episode? The yep. podcast is about this. That's a good um, prompt. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, well, and actually, that brings up a great prompts. Yeah. How do you talk to ChatGPT or how do you recommend entering in a prompt for AI to get the best result? Absolutely. Well, there's a few approaches to this. The basic approach works quite well for most, which is actually... Just ask it a question and ask it a question. Not see, this is the thing that happens when we try and use Google. We're trying to think how to word our search phrase in there so that we get the best kind of response. Don't worry about that. Just pretend you're talking to Katie, for example, type it into ChatGPT like I'd be asking Katie a question and it will come up with an answer. But then you can do a couple of things. Number one, with what the, with the, the result that it gives you, you can actually tailor that. You don't have to accept it as it is because it'll come out quite robotic in a lot of cases. So you can actually get it to change the tone and the style. Like often I will say, can you give me 10 headlines for a long form blog post about ChatGPT? And it'll give you 10 headlines and you're like, okay, they're all right. And then I'll just reply and say, can you make them a little more exciting or make them more engaging or make them more persuasive or make them more um, authoritative? You can Any adjective you can think of, it will actually understand the context of that and it will rewrite them. And honestly, some of the results you get are fantastic. So that's a kind of way to just start using ChatGPT and then tailoring it based on tone and style. Okay, I'm glad you brought up tone and style because one of the things that I've found is sometimes it writes so formally. It's like, yep. and furthermore, and I was like, I don't ever say furthermore, ever. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, this way you can actually tell it to write in the style of a uh, a seventeen hundreds um, alderman or a seventeen hundreds royal, or you know, you could get it to write in the style of a pirate. The only thing it couldn't do, I told it to write in the style of a chicken one time, and it said, "Look, I'm an AI solution. I'm not a chicken. I'm not poultry." And I was like, oh, damn. But then I asked it a question after that, and it came back and said, cluck, cluck. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. It actually tried to write it as a chicken. Are you ready to feel expansive, be bold, and live more abundantly as an elite master coach? The Abundance Now Summit is a three-day global event hosted by elite and master coaches from around the world. With inspiring talks, panels, workshops, and more, this summit will equip you with the tools you need to turbocharge your business. On day one, you'll discover science and psychology behind the abundant living so that you can know what's going on in your brain, mind, and body when you choose to level up. On day two, you'll learn powerful and new coaching techniques you can use to create abundant breakthroughs in your clients' lives. And finally, on day three, you'll apply practical strategies that will help you land clients, get visible, and build your seven-figure coaching practice. Register now at AbundanceNowSummit.com. Now, let's get back to today's episode. The only thing I wouldn't recommend... Do not. So we were trying to get it to write in different emotions. So, for example, we said, can you rewrite this and make it more happy? Or can you rewrite this and make it more joyous or uh, more, uh, you know, like more serious and things? But one of the things I joked with and put it in there, which was really interesting, I said, can you make it more? Uh, can you write it like I'm depressed? And it came back and said, actually, um, depression is no laughing matter. And, you know, we don't take lightly anything around mental health. It basically told me off. I got told off by an AI and rightfully so, by the way, I was just getting carried away. One thing you can do, Katie, is you can actually take a pile of copy that you've written before and you can copy and paste it into a new chat within chat GPT. And what you do is you say, analyze the following text for tone and style. And, and then you just keep copy and pasting them in there. And then you get to analyze it and say, how would you describe the tone and style of this text? And it'll come back and it'll give you some adjectives that are descriptive of the way that you write. So then when you're getting ChatGPT to write something else for you, you can either put it in the same chat there and say, can you uh, write a chapter of a book or can you do this? Can you, you, know, can you write uh, an email sequence for getting, inviting people to a webinar? And it will write it in that same tone and style. Or you can use those adjectives and say, can you write an email that invites people to a webinar in the tone and style of X and Y. And that will try to replicate the way that you actually write. So it's a very powerful way of getting a good response. And you don't need to like, you don't need to use like quotations or anything no. or like weird, like HTML code or anything no, like that. For... Nothing like that. The one thing I would so, recommend is um, if you're, if you're saying to analyze a piece of text, uh, I would say analyze the following text and then put a colon and then, copy and paste, uh, you know, paste the text in there. So that way it actually knows which part of the sentence you're actually getting that to analyze. But the other thing, and this is a pro tip for all of you wanting to use this, is you can actually get ChatGPT to think like a specific type of person. And this is, this is what we call our pro prompts. So essentially one of the things I do is if I'm writing an email sequence, for example, and I want ChatGPT to help me with that, I don't just say write an email sequence. I said, uh, I'll go into ChatGPT and say, Act like a, a talented and experienced marketer that's been in the industry for 20 years and is highly skilled at writing engaging copy. 
And then you say, now write me an email sequence about X to encourage people to Y. So what you're doing is you're saying to ChatGPT, you've got these you know, 1.7 billion parameters out there. You've got all this information you're indexing. But what I want you to do is I want you to focus on the stuff that's specifically an expert in this area. So that way, the, rec- the recommendations it comes back with and the copy it comes back with is taken into that kind of context. So it's a very powerful way of getting um, really persuasive copy written. It's a really powerful way of getting really authoritative. Uh, we do this, uh, one of my clients does this in the medical industry around wellness. Um, so they're a wellness coach. So they say, as a medical professional, um, you know, help me to write a diet plan for somebody who has XYZ. And it will come back and actually try and contextualize that based on that expert's knowledge. I think that one of the things that is so remarkable is that you can give it those prompts of who you are. Yeah. So I'm I'm an experienced marketer. I'm a, in the healthcare, whatever. And it yeah. takes that into consideration. Yeah. So Vince, I want to ask too, because I mean, one of the things that I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's the end of copy of, of writers, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I have to say this too. So I love Anne Hanley and I yeah. saw a LinkedIn post from her recently. And, uh, you know, for the past, I, mean, I want to say since like 2020, everyone's been saying like, oh, the written word is dead. You know, I mean, video is where it's at. Video, video, yeah. video. And now all of a sudden, this AI writing tool comes out and everyone's like, everyone needs to write. It's the best thing ever. (laughs) She has a great post on it. But um, some people might be saying like, well, that takes away the uniqueness of of writers. Like I could just go out there. And so you're saying, Vince, all I got to do is say, I'm an experienced marketer. Uh, Write me a 15,000 word book on the evolution of marketing since the in the 20th century. Enter. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you can. But here's the thing. Good writing isn't just writing. I know that sounds really random. And Anne Hanley taught me this as well, like, honestly. And I'm a huge fan of Anne. She's one of the sweetest people you can ever meet. Um, but one of the things about writing is writing isn't just your area of expertise. And this is something that ChatGPT or Jasper or Copy.ai, all these AI solutions can do very well. They can give you factual stuff. They can give you information that you can put into a book. But the thing that brings books to life is two factors, and they can never replace this. One of those is who you are. It's your credibility. It's your experience. It's all the things and the people that connect with you. The second piece there is your story. And this is where writing comes to life. Writing isn't just saying, here's my five steps to, I don't know, being a good podcast guest. It'll be, here's my five steps, and here's experiences that I've had that prove that this is accurate. You know, So for example, if I was saying, being a good podcast guest on Katie's um, podcast is about having a good microphone. And here's what happened one time when I didn't have a good microphone, or here's what happened once I um, you know, took, put the investment in and actually bought that. That's something that ChatGPT can't replicate because it has no experiences. And any experiences it is putting in the book is either just completely fictional or is an amalgamation of all the other people's. So it's not actually accurate. So so that's what I would say to people is writing isn't dead. It's never going to be dead. ChatGPT is going to be your, I call it my best employee, which really does annoy my other employees, by the way. Um, so I probably shouldn't say that too much, but it's, it's my favorite assistant. Um, so I treat it like a virtual assistant. I actually talk with it quite often and just uh, ideate. If I'm stuck on a thought, I'll just go in there and say, hey, ChatGPT, I'm stuck with this. What do you recommend about this? And it'll come back with ideas. And sometimes they'll be rubbish. But nine times out of 10, it'll spark the creative process and I'll move on. 
And one of my one of my clients, so actually a collaborator I'm working with at the moment now, um, calls it her sister. Um, chat GPT is her new. She calls it sister mode. So she goes in and chat with it, chats with it like it's a member of the family. Uh, and it really is going to be like that. It's not going to replace you. It's going to enhance you. It's going to make mm-hmm. you streamlined and be able to produce more content a lot quicker. Um, and yes, there will be people out there that will. And I've seen this before. I've seen people that are writing books with it. Um, but you can tell. And also, by the way, really simple. Just copy and paste some of the text. Put it into an AI detection algorithm. And it'll tell you if it's written by AI. It's pretty hard to fool those things. So as in, just going back to the to the book thing, too, you can't. Yep. It, there's a limit with how many words it would give you. It's not going to be able to just spew out a book for you or, a, you know, there is ways to entire... do that though, Katie. Yeah. Oh, so well. first thing to do is you can actually go into the settings in ChatGPT and actually get it to, because um, it has so many tokens. So 2000 is the limit. It's usually set at around, oh. I think, 400 and something. So you can max it out to 2000. And every token, I'm don't quote me on this, but I think it equates to about maybe four characters or something like that. So you can actually increase the amount of response it gives you. But the other thing too is never get it to do that all in one go. What you yeah. would do is, and we, we did this with, our, and actually in the book, you know, I use the example in there with a, a long-form blog post. We said, want to put, uh, write a long-form blog post about, and I can't even remember what example I used, it was something to do with publishing, something to do with writing a book. Oh, I was coming up with a compelling subject, I think. And what we did is we said, instead of write this, we said, give us an outline for this blog post. And it came back with six or seven different steps of the outline. So these are the different phases of the outline. It starts with the intro, ends with a conclusion, and it has all the different kind of points it wants to bring across in the middle. And then you get ChatGPT to now write the introduction. Now oh, write okay. the first bullet point. Now write the second bullet point. And so each time you're not really capping it out. You're not really hitting those limits. You're giving it smaller chunks to be able to write, but in the context of the overall article. I mean, like, this is the thing. I think that the sooner that we can learn how to use it as a tool, AI as a tool for our businesses, the more productive we're all going to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not coming for our job there. Not yet. Anyways, I mean, maybe for my kids, it will be, but not yet. Anyways, I do think that this is an incredible opportunity for people to start learning how to use it now. Once this is more mainstream. We're, we're all ready. You're already ahead of the You have your website. It's just like back with the dot-com era, you know, yeah. like, well, now you have your website, you know, so you, you're, the, you're set, you know. So I think that as we, we continue evolving, learning about how to use these AI tools is gonna, just going to help us. Yeah. Your new book, ChatGPT for Marketers, it's not just for marketers, right? No, no, it's for entrepreneurs. It's for anyone who wants to create content, essentially. Um, so I kind of broke down the process and... Like I said, I've been using, uh, I've been actually using the GPT engine since before ChatGPT, which has been fun. Uh, so playing around in playground. Um, but essentially what I wanted to do was give people a very easy to understand way to actually start the process of using ChatGPT. So in there, we cover off things like how to research, uh, use, use it for research for you know, competitor research, customer research, uh, keyword research for your prompts and things like that as well. Uh, and then we go into actual the content creation. And we use the example in there of a long form blog post. And we teach you how to write the long form blog post. Long form blog post. It's really quite hard to say that actually. Uh, using <laughs> ChatGPT, and then we use the context of that post to then give us social media, um, like write social media posts for that, write email sequences for that, uh, create a lead magnet based on that as well. We literally said to it, based on this blog post, 
um, can you give us a checklist that we can use as a lead magnet? And I've got to be honest, what it produced was better than probably what I came up with. So I was a little bit annoyed with that one. Um, but then also we got it to write a short form email course based on the content that we had in there uh, and more and more and more as well. So it really is just a way and it comes with prompt guides. Uh, at the end of it, we've got about 400 prompts that you can use out of the oh, box wow. just to play around with ChatGPT as well. So where can people get this book? Uh, nice and simple. They can go to chasingtheinsights.com or they can go to Amazon and search for me and search for the book. They'll find it there. But if they go to chasingtheinsights.com, you'll see a link there to uh, purchase the book off me. So if you get it off me, you get it at a discount. Uh, or you also see links there to buy it on Amazon if that's more convenient for you as well. And it's available in ebook, in softcover and in hardcover as well. Oh, man, softcover. I feel like that's like. That's that big league right there, Vince. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's kind of handy when you have a publishing company. I literally can just, I, I, and right. I probably shouldn't, probably shouldn't say this to people. One of the things I wanted to do, Katie, was I wanted to challenge myself. And I, I know you know this, but I, I have a lot of clients in the publishing company side of things, which obviously they know about the power of writing a book. They're all writing books and we're helping them with that. But I have a whole pile of marketing clients that want to become published authors, but they're like, Vince, it's just too much work. It's overwhelming if I think about writing a book. But the reality is it's not. It is a lot of effort, definitely, but it is very achievable. So I wanted to challenge all of them. And I thought, right, what I'm going to do it was my birthday month in January. So I'm going to lock myself in this room at the end of January, early Feb. And I'm going to stay in here for three days over a long weekend. And I'm going to write a book from start to finish to show them if I can do this, a full length book in three days, then anybody can do it. The problem with that is I don't like saying it too much now because that almost burnt me out. It was a terrible idea. Seriously, never write a book in three days. That was the dumbest thing I've done. But it actually produced a really good result. And my team then took over, got the editors working on it, the proofreaders and everything. And we designed the cover using AI as well. We used MidJourney to design the cover for it. Uh, Yeah, it is a cool cover. It's a very cool cover. Well, Vince, this has been such a great conversation. Thank you for sitting down and diving into the world of artificial intelligence with us uh for for those who have seen the netflix movie mitchell's versus the machines i don't think we're at that point of (laughs) robots yet just yet but uh start diving into it check out vince's book it is an incredible tool for your business and i think that the sooner we all start to embrace it the further along we are going to be able to take our businesses even faster so again Vince, thank you so much for joining me on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. Hey, it's always a pleasure catching up with you, even if it's just a chance for you and I to hang out together. But it's been an absolute honor being on the show. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.